your eyes to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95 PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Come in, Josh. You there, mate? Kia how's it going? It's good, it's good. How's it going out at the Stardome? We're not quite yet at school holidays, so I'm assuming <laughs> you're just like yeah. getting those reserve energy sort of packets ready and stored up for uh, this um, pending school holidays. End of the month, day, eh? 28th, so you got to come. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I feel like they rock around so quickly, yep. but um, yeah, they're getting here pretty soon. What else has been happening at the Stardome that I need to catch up on in, re- in recent weeks? Um, well, our, our roof got finished, which is a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Um, our leaky roof is all fixed. Um, our uh, sci-fi films have been going really well. We've got another one tomorrow, which is, uh, I think it's Minority Report. Oh, great film. so good. Tom Cruise, so good. man. One of, one of, my, one of my favourite Tom Cruise films. You just can't stop him, eh? You can't fight it. He's <laughs> crazy. He's, I don't know, seems like quite a strange person, but hey, man, he's good in blockbuster films. All <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and what else, Josh? What else is happening? Um, what else? Oh, we have our final uh, winter shows, which is, um, yeah, kind of the last few weeks as we're kind of going back into spring very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll be in our kind of, yeah, new season, new shows, which I think should all be up on the website now. I think we've probably chatted about this before, but does the Stardome mark the seasons by the stars? Oh, look, it's it's a bit of a bit of a hot topic here. Um Depends who you ask. Yeah, we we had we had this debate a few days ago when it was like the meteorological summer, so that's mm-hmm. on the first of September. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas astronomers, you know, they use the equinoxes and solstices, so that's not till the, I think the twenty third of September. Okay. Um, but you know, my answer is at the end of the day, seasons do not exist; they're just human-made constructs. And oh man, material. perfect answer, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now, uh, we're, we're taking it to the moon this week. All the news has been centred around the moon. Where are we starting? We're starting with this Indian rover, which there's footage of on Twitter. You can see it just doing some cool moves on the moon. <laughs> yeah, some burnout. How big moon. is it, by the way? It looks like it's a remote control car size. Um, it's really small. It's I think compared to the size of a microwave. Um, so, yeah, very, very small rover. It's kind of what we call a technology demonstration. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the whole mission, India, is that they've become the first country to land on the moon, which is, you know, they also became first country to land at the south pole of the moon, yeah. um, which is kind of that area that all the scientists are really to go to. So that's a really big achievement for India. Um, and also just, you know, getting on the moon is really as close because they've crashed on the moon before. Mm-hmm. Um, space program. Hang on. Hey, Josh, could you just move to somewhere in the building where you get slightly better cell phone reception? Oh, okay. Is that I'll walk to the foyer. <laughs> you sounded good, but you're just dropping out in a couple of words. You're, well, you're crystal clear. but uh, Yeah, we're in a bit of a black hole here. Maybe it's the new roof. <clears throat> Might be, actually. It's Apparently, it's very thick metal. Mm. Is that better? Yeah, you sound good. Now, okay, so okay. What's, what is this rover capable of, this microwave-sized rover, which looks like it's made out of copper and um, other sort of weird... looks like a bit of a toy. 
Yeah, it's um, this kind of funny like solar panel fold-up design. But yeah, it's a very small rover, so it doesn't really carry like a huge amount of instruments. Mm. Um, but it does carry chemical detectors, so they basically detected different chemicals. Um, they found water, they found sulfur, they found a whole bunch of different chemicals in the surface of the moon. Mm. Um, and that, that water element is kind of the crucial one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually now turned off. So once they landed, they basically rolled the rover straight off. Um, you know, they tested it out, and that rover is now basically in hibernation. Um, okay. And India doesn't actually know if it's going to wake up because where they've landed at the South Pole, you know, days and nights are really, really long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it either will wake up again, it either won't, but either way, India said, you know, it's done its job. It's, yes. We've tested out this rover, it works, and they, you know, they're going to build on that success in the future. Okay. It's got quite a big solar panel on it, so hopefully that fires it back into life. Yeah, and they did say that the batteries were basically fully charged once it turned off, so yeah. they, they are hopeful that they can turn it back on, yes. but you know, you just never know on the moon because it's just a you know really horrible environment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the Russians, the Roscosmos, is that mm. the space space agency? Roscosmos, yeah. Roscosmos have captured uh, some, Im- some images of the moon's surface where you can see, what is it, like a meteorite crashing into the moon? Oh no! So this, um, the, yeah, these images. It's actually not from Russia. This is these are NASA images. Okay. And it actually shows um, that crater was actually caused by Russia crashing on the moon. So oh. Russia, they basically planned to land a few days before India when that was about two weeks ago. Um, but their mission, which was called Luna 25, they actually lost contact with it and it smashed into the surface mm-hmm. of the moon. Um, and yeah, the thing about when you lose something in space, it's very hard to find it because. You know, space is big, you don't know where it is. Yes. Um, so they didn't really know where it crashed, but yeah, NASA satellites took photos of the area and they found the crater, which it caused. Um, yeah, so they've kind of confirmed that it slammed into the surface of the moon. They've zoomed in. Uh, so this, the Russian thing which crashed was about 10 metres across, right? Um, the actual spacecraft would have been about 2 metres. But uh, the crater, crater is 10. Yeah, 10 metres, because it would have been at you know extreme velocity. It just yes. would have slammed and just destroyed itself instantly. Okay. Uh, it kind of got me thinking about Earth's atmosphere and stuff that can make it through. Could a two-metre-across thing make it through Earth's atmosphere and, like, a sprinkle of dust would land on the surface of the ocean? Yeah, I mean, uh, we have a really thick atmosphere, so Earth is, you know, pretty safe in that sense. I think anything kind of... that depends on the angle that would have hit the Earth, but anything kind of smaller than about five metres um, would likely just completely burn up in the atmosphere, which is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as, you know, as for the moon, there is no atmosphere, so you can go right down to the ground and there's nothing stopping you. Um, and that's why you get you know, so many craters on the moon too. Yeah. <clears throat> now this mission, the, the Russian mission, what was on board mm. their little spacecraft that crashed into the moon? Yeah, so it was kind of, it was really similar to India. So they had a lander which um, yeah, was going to go down to the surface. It was also going to that South Pole region. Um, so they were kind of hoping to be the first that had, you know, a suite of instruments to, you know, look for water, um, test out, you know, the energy requirements, the conditions at that South Pole region. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to talk about what Russia has on their missions because they are quite, you know, secretive. They don't tell, uh, you know, what a lot of their missions are doing. They also don't share a lot of information when something goes wrong. Um so, yeah, it's a bit hard to say, but it would have been looking for those same resources that India and the United States are also looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there's a bit of SpaceX news. Uh, Elon Musk broke his own record for the most 
launches in a single year with a 60-second rocket launch over the weekend, correct? Yeah, they. Um, I mean, to be fair, they break their record every single year. Yeah, you're just launching um, more and more stuff into space. More and more, especially the Starlink satellites. But, um, yeah, no, they, they are planning to launch, you know, as soon as potentially this weekend, probably early next week, mm-hmm. um, their next Starship launch. So that's that massive, massive rocket that we saw launch and, you know, then explode back yes. in April. Um, they've yeah they've kind of they've made a huge amount of improvements not just on the rocket but actually on the launch pad because um, yeah a big problem they had last time was when that rocket launched it was basically so powerful that it kind of blew up the ground okay um, and you know you can see it in the video but um, yeah they've made all these improvements and they're hoping that this one will actually really you know finally make it into space yes uh, I mean this is Starship is what will be carrying astronauts to the moon. Right? Is that the one? Yeah, so this is part of that Artemis architecture. So NASA hopes to use a variant of this rocket um, to land people on the moon in 2025. So, yeah, the success of NASA's missions kind of is leading on this rocket. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're really pushing for innovation and, and different um, iterations of the rocket to make sure that it's working in a few years. Okay, let's just have a quick little listen. There we go. That's the static fire test. SpaceX Starship Super Heavy Booster 9 static fire test. Yeah, now, I mean, either way, it, it might explode again, but it's, it's always an exciting thing to watch something just you know so powerful and so big fly up into the air. Back to the ground. What do they have to do to the pad to stop it blasting another hole in the ground? So they, they have this thing called a deluge system. So it's sounds really primitive but essentially you just spray huge amounts of water onto the ground and onto the pad when the rocket launches because mm-hmm. um, that basically protects not only the force of the engine but it actually also kind of helps protect from the acoustic damage because you know rockets are extremely loud um, and that kind of vibration from the sound can actually cause huge amounts of damage just as much as the engines wow. um, so yeah they have a deluge system where it yeah just sprays water basically and kind mm-hmm. of protects the pad dampens the pad and dampens the sound yeah, yeah, all those things, and also you, you know, no one has no. You can't be near the pad, um, not just from the force, but again, that sound, which, you know, if you were close to a rocket, you would go deaf like in seconds. Wow, crazy. Now, okay, Josh, uh, what else? What else is on the cards? Obviously, we've teased school holidays, but with with the change in um, seasons, what does that mean for the change in programming at the stadium? Yeah, so our our next show um, is called Ngā Wahanga o Te Kōanga, which is Seasons of the Year Spring. Um, so that will be starting, I believe, around the equinox, which is the 23rd. Uh, so, yeah, that's our new show. Um, we also have a program for the rest of the month and next month. Um, and, our, yeah, sci-fis are still going, and we've got Minority Report tomorrow. Excellent. Hey, Josh, from the stardom, thank you so much. We will look forward to chatting with you in a fortnight's time, mate. Cool. Speak to you then. Thanks. Okay. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.